Palimpsest. Noun. Something reused or altered, but still bearing traces of its original form. One billion years in the future, Earth still exists, though maybe not as we imagine it. Eras upon bygone eras worth of technology have been left behind by eight previous and fallen civilizations. It is now up to the denizens of the Ninth World to piece together what was left behind. Perhaps they're looking to carve out their place in the world, or simply to survive a land riddled with weird and unearthly dangers. Or perhaps still, they just wish to learn and uncover the secrets of the Numenera. Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of The Palimpsest, a Numenera actual play podcast. My name is Zan, and I'll be your GM through these adventures in the Ninth World. Numenera is a world set far into the future and uses the Cypher system. There will be some explanation of how the system works during play, but there will also be times where we might use terms that you won't be completely familiar with, but I promise it won't disrupt your enjoyment of the story. This setting is really fun, flexible, and perfect for the way that our group here plays. In that vein, given the way in which the system runs and our own personal play style, you'll find this to be a very theatrical and narratively driven listening experience. This first episode is a lot of introduction of character and setting. In fact, while we use the mechanics of the system, we actually don't do any die rolls this first episode. But in all sincerity, we hope that you have as much fun listening to our adventures as we have playing them. Our story begins in the beyond, an area considered to be outside civilization. Over the past five years, a settlement has popped up in the center of a large plains, and now people are being drawn to it. Three such newcomers have recently stumbled upon this burgeoning village, and there's plenty for them to uncover. Alright, so let's do a little bit of introduction. Hi, I'm Bridget, and I am playing Smallren Nicolby, a serene jack who wields power with precision. I guess I'll go. I'm Rin Moran, you can call me Kat. Um, I am playing Jory Ostier, who is a curious delve who exists partially out of phase. And I guess that takes it to me. Uh, I am Chase Greenlee. I am playing Nehemiah, the protective glaive who speaks with the silver tongue. For one reason or another, each of you has found yourself in the beyond. Beyond the reaches of what is considered to be organized civilization in the Ninth World. Beyond the steadfast, past the Black Liage Mountains, and in an area where settlements are ruled of their own accord, abhumans travel in roving herds, and groups of people come together to try and make a life for themselves. For some reason or another, each of you has found yourself just outside of a settlement called Legam, or at least that's what you've heard it has been called. You each have your own reasons for being here, and you've all arrived within roughly a similar amount of time. Not all within the same moment, but all within the same two or three days. Nehemiah, you arrived first uh, out of the three of you two days ago, and you kind of just happened upon this place. You weren't looking for anything in particular, but you saw it from afar, 
and approached. You were met by a dark-haired individual on the taller side, clothing covering almost her entire body, wearing one glove on her right hand. As you approach, she is kind of just leaning against an outer wall to this area, and she looks you up and down, says, Well, wasn't expecting anyone new here today. Uh, how often do you, uh, are you getting visitor? More often than we'd like to admit. Hmm. Not a fan of outsiders? I can keep moving on. Uh, no, you're welcome to stay, but let's just say that I personally like to choose very carefully who I trust. I understand that entirely. Allow me to introduce myself then. My name is Nehemiah. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. She holds out her gloved hand. Adriel. Pleasure, Adriel. Uh, she shakes back and says, If you're looking to stay here for a while, I would go talk to Edos. They're the one that kind of takes care of everything around here in that realm of things. Alright. We'll uh, head deeper into town to find this Edos. As you do so, you notice that while this village is not particularly large, it seems that everything here is very well built. Whatever was here eons ago left a very solid structure to be built on top of, but even the new structures were absolutely made with a fine craft and made to last. Good bones. You find Eidos sitting at a table that's kind of in the center of this large circular walled area on top of a small hill. On top of this hill is what caught your eye in the first place about this area. A large structure with three spikes that are coming out of the ground, and each of these spikes has a couple of protrusions coming out of it off to the side to a large sphere sitting in between, almost like a tripod as it's cradled in the center. And near this is a nano who has what looks to be electricity kind of arcing around their hand as they pick up and examine a small piece of Numenera. It's a handy trick you got there. Oh, and they kind of like startle mm -hmm. for a moment. Um, my apologies, I didn't see you there. I walk very quietly and I wink. <laughs> Indeed. They set down the piece of technology. So, obviously you've been hmm. sent to me. How can I help you? Uh, my name's Nehemiah. Just kind of a... Was passing out yonder ways and... Saw this, uh... Structure. I'll be frank, I didn't expect to see folks out this way, but, uh... But here you are. And here I am. We have made quite the place for ourselves here. Is there anything that you need? I mean, need's a strong word. I've been kind of fending for myself for the last while, but I'll be honest, I wouldn't mind having a place to, to rest my bones for a minute. If you're uh, equipped to take on someone else new, I'm, uh, I can handle my own if need be. You know, I'm 
I'm a pretty sturdy person for chore work if you got it, or if y'all need defending, I, I can do that too. As Nehemiah, a very tall, darker-skinned individual, very short, cropped hair, um, uh, tied back into a couple of braids, points onto his back where he has a giant sword spear, which is, it is essentially half big ol' sword, half handle. And then at his side, he also has a knife. He has a, some finely made armor out of beast skin, very well tanned and, and crafted. Wouldn't get in his way too much if he needed to get somewhere quick, though. And he points to the, you know, sword spear on his back. He's like, I, I'm pretty handy at a lot of things. If it comes up, that is. I'm sure it will, given that we are far from the realm of organized protection. I do usually ask that if someone is looking for a place to stay, that they do something for us in return. A show of faith that you aren't just here to have weight be pulled for you. Of course. I don't know what that's going to be just yet. Usually something will come up in time, but... Mm -hmm. There are places here, rooms, not readily available, but a handful that you could choose from. If you need anything more in the way of accommodations than you can find on your own, you should see Fahura. Hmm. Please, while I consider what you might be able to do to help us, if you'd like a home for a time, make this your home. Very well. That, that sounds lovely for right now. I've been walking alone for a while. I wouldn't mind a spot to... If you've got a place and folk to protect and people to talk to, um, I'd like to do all that and more. And with a nod and a smile, they go back to looking at the Numenera that was on their table. All right, and I will descend to descend the hill again and try and find this for her. Uh... I'm going to ship mm -hmm. seas? Absolutely. Small, small run? Small run. Small run. Apparently, apparently Bridget is the one for picking character names I can't pronounce on first glance. I don't do it on purpose, I promise. No, I know. It's fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. It's just my my brain. Brain. About two days after Nehemiah arrived, you also come up to the settlement known as Legam. It wasn't necessarily the structure that drew you here rather for you it was interest in a rumor you heard about this place you heard that here there was some sort of protection from those that might pursue you from the things that you might be fleeing So coming up to the outer walls, which are not particularly tall, maybe a story, ten feet at most. There's no proper gate to this area, but a couple openings around the outside. And you walk through one of the openings, kind of looking for the first person that looks like they know what they're doing. As you pass by through one of these openings, you see a stocky, shorter individual working away at the structure of this wall. They are clearly 
very focused on what they're doing, and next to them, on the ground, is a small construct of some sort, not coming up any higher than mid-calf, with a rounded turtle shell back, with a little arm sticking out, holding tools for this person. And they don't seem to pay any attention to you at first. They are clearly focused on the project at hand. I walk up behind them as quietly as I normally do. Um, so very? Very. And <laughs> I don't tap them on the shoulder. I just say, so a wall with all these holes. I'm assuming that's not what makes this place safe. Rather than being spooked or frightened in any way by someone who kind of snuck up behind them, this individual kind of just stops and turns slowly to view you. Uh, no. No, that's not what makes this place safe. The walls are simply here to mark our territory. And who are you? Small Wren, Nicolby. And you are? Uh, Rufus, uh, resident right and uh, builder of most of the structures you see around here. Uh, this is Bot-Bot. And they gesture down towards the construct next to them. Uh, they are wearing uh, a short apron, um, and it is clear that they spend a lot of time outside working on all the different things in the area. Calloused, strong hands, um, and a bandana around their head. It's a pleasure to meet the both of you. And she doesn't extend her hand for Rufus to shape, but she does lean down and kind of pat Bot-Bot on the shell. Hmm. Uh, what brings you here, then? I was traveling with a caravan, but I was looking for somewhere a little more settled. And they said that this place has an, some sort of force or aura that seems to protect it more than other places in the beyond. I thought it sounded restful. Well, um, restful could be a word for it, yes. It's, it's an interesting life out here. In terms of protection, there is... There's something. It, I, I don't know if it will protect you in the way you think that it will, but it does offer us some level of barrier, is a good word for it. Mostly applies to the beasties rather than people, but it. We're still playing with it. I, I'm still doing quite a few tests. Hmm. Well, if you need any help, please let me know. I. No nano, but I have training with esoteries, and my master's old notes that I've been studying. Oh, oh, that's that's quite interesting indeed. Uh, we have a number of people here who are interested in such things, but the, the person who founded this place, in a sense, their name is Edos. Uh, you should probably talk to them. I'll do that. Thank you, Rufus. Bot-bot? They nod and stoically go back to their work. By the way, where can I find this Edos? Hmm? Oh, um, at this time of day, 
Oh, they are probably inspecting the structure of the last building that I put up, which will be on the east side of the settlement. Thank you, Rufus. My pleasure. You do indeed find Edos on the east side of the village. And they have a cipher in their hand that seems to be scanning this this structure. And it doesn't seem to be... It, it is definitely a building, but it is not a living area. It is not... It doesn't seem to be storage. You're not quite sure what this building would be made for. It's a strange shape and size. But it is something that this person is making note of, it seems. In an instant, you can tell that this person, Edos, is also um, a nano. Up to the bottom of their chin, there is a long metallic collar, like tabard, that goes over their front, and it's emblazoned with a handful of different symbols, one being the Order of Truth, but it is more than just the typical four-pointed knot. It is extended outwards in paths that wrap around uh, to the border and, and connect into the rest of the design of the tabard. Um, considering his importance, I don't want to scare him, so I hail him from further off. Mm-hmm. I was uh, looking for Edos. Yes, that is me. And they turn around, glancing up from this cipher and looking at you. Go and tell us what Smallrin looks like. Cool. Smallrin's kind of average height, neither short nor tall, and wears mostly blacks and kind of neutral colors. She's wearing what seems to be like a black leather kind of vest or tabard piece, pants, and then over it a large kind of nondescript colored cape with a large hood to it that she generally wears up. She has long, kind of ash blonde hair and very pale skin, but not. It, it has kind of a gray quality to it. She's, she's just kind of a gray person in general. She's not a memorable figure. Ah, hello. How can I help you? My name is Smallren Nicolby. I was traveling with the caravan, but. Uh, I'm looking to settle somewhere for a while, and this, I was told, was one of the safer settlements. I was wondering if perhaps there would be a place for me. There very well might be. Uh, What skills do you offer? Several. Perhaps the most interesting to you would be, though not a nano myself, I trained under one for a long time. I have rudimentary understanding of esoteries, and I carry with me my mentor's notes that I've been studying, hoping to gain a little more understanding. Hmm. Yes, that is very good. There's plenty here that still needs to be understood, as you put it. Yes, I think that will do. I will probably, at some point soon, ask you to complete some sort of task. Uh, a show that you are committed to this settlement. We do not survive here without a sense of community. I'd like to know that you would commit yourself to such a thing. 
I already have one other who is interested in staying around, and I'm considering a task. Perhaps you can join them once I figure out what it might be. I would be delighted. Thank you so much. There are a few lodgings around. Take your pick of one that you can find that doesn't seem occupied. We are still working on creating housing. We were not expecting this place to be a bastion. It's odd sometimes the things people find comfort in. I've heard stories about this place already. Word does travel faster than you'd expect. But I'm going to return to my work here. If you need anything else, just feel free to ask. Again, thank you. I'll leave you to it. And I walk away. Cool. Leaving no footprints behind me. <laughs> oh, creepy. What are you? Day later. <laughs> Jory. Yes. Glancing carefully over your shoulder as you continue on, you see this structure in the distance. I oh, thank God. You quickly close the distance between you and it. The structure climbs almost a hundred feet into the air, it would seem, with this large sphere sitting in the center of these three spiked protrusions coming out of it. There's a, couple, there's a wall around the outside, and you can see a handful of people milling about in the area. It is dusk. Oh, please be a door, please be a door. Uh, you come up to the wall, and there is an opening in the side. No gate, no door, no nothing, and you can walk right... Okay, I do that. <laughs> As you do, you again glance over your shoulder and run right into a woman who is in a purple tunic and a long coat. And she catches you as you trip kind of into her. Oof, oh, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Well, careful now. <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. Um, can I help you, dear? Oh, no, no, I'm good, I'm good. Just looking for, um, um, uh, um, you know what, I, where am I? I'm not... Sure. Well, you're in Legam now. Legam? Or at least that's what we've called it. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take Legam. Um, um, I, I'm looking around nervously. Mm -hmm. I don't... I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm trying to get it as far away from the door as I can. She quickly picks up that you're trying to, like... Yes. You, you, something's got you spooked. Okay, dear. Uh, why don't we... Why don't we get you to sit down? Come on with me. Okay. She takes you to a building that's near the center. And in the center of this area, it's kind of like a large area with a small hill on it where the structure sits. Kind of off to the side of this rounded area is a building with, for a village of this size, a well-stocked bar. Okay, well, this could be a lot worse than it is, so I'll take it. She she sits you down, hands you a, just hands you like a glass of water, okay. essentially. Um, I um, take it. I'm very thirsty, so I will drink that happily. Uh, are you running from something there, dearie? What would make you say that? 
No, no, I'm I'm just I'm just in a hurry away from, you know, all the nothing that's outside right now. So that's the story I want to go with. We'll accept it for now, but I, I think that's a fine story. So um this is a crazy place. <laughs> what is this? What do you do here? Well, we all do something a little bit different. You you ask each and every one of us, we're all here for a different reason. Oh that's very cryptic, but I, I like it. I, I like that. That's good. Long story short, we're here to discover what this structure is, to uncover the new Monera here, to start a new settlement, to welcome people in, to make a place for ourselves in the world. You said find new Monera. Yes. I think I can probably help you with that. But, um... Could you now? Yeah. Well, how about this? What's your name? Jory. Call me Jory. The name's Fahura. And while I would like to officially welcome you in here to stay for some time, I think you're going to have to talk to someone else for that official greeting. But as my book, you are more than welcome to stay here as long as you'd like. Thank you. That's very nice of you. We'll see. I'll take a look around, maybe. I, uh... Yeah, thank you. That's very nice. <laughs> I'm still... If you'd like, yes. you you should go talk to Eidos. They're, at this point, probably just wandering around somewhere. They like to survey the city at night, at least at dusk. Okay. What do they look like? Uh, average height, uh, wearing a, a purple tunic. Hair tied up in a, usually in a high bun on top of their heads. Okay. There, there, you, you'll see them, I promise you. Okay. All right. I, I'll take a look and see what, if I can find them. Um, thank you for her. She nods and kind of places a hand on your shoulder and you immediately just kind of feel safer. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Heart rate going down. Everything's fine. We're going to be fine. You'll be just fine. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to say that out loud, but okay. All right. Yes, thank you. Um, okay. I'm going to get up and look for this person. It takes you a couple minutes. The area that this settlement is built on is not huge. Okay. You could probably walk the entire circumference of it because it is kind of a round layout. Probably walk the entire circumference of it in a half hour. Um, so it takes you about ten minutes wandering around through little areas and wide walkways to find this person. They are standing in one of the entrances. Not the one that you entered, but a different one. Kind of just looking out onto the horizon. Okay, if I've come across any scraps of material um, that look like nobody's going to miss them, I will have taken them uh and kind of wrap them around. So if anybody happens to follow me into this structure, they don't uh, might not recognize me. Okay. You find a couple little bits of things here and there and, and make yourself blend in a little bit more. There are not a lot of people That's here, fine. but enough that you can make it look a little less obvious that you've just arrived. And I will sort of put my hood up as well and, and just kind of strap things a little bit differently. Hello? Are you Edos? They turn around. Yes. And you are? I'm Jory. Uh, I was sent to find you. 
Kohara sent me. Hmm. And as I turn around, what does Jory look like? What what does either she see? is about average height, a little bit tan, um, sort of kind of a little averagey, a little pretty kind of girl next door. She's brown hair that's tied back in a big braid, very desert dwelling sort of clothing. So lots of wraps, lots of um, tan and white, that sort of thing. And she's got a short staff that she keeps on one of her shoulders that she can just pull down. Uh, if she needs to, it seems to extend a little bit longer, but she's got it all tied up there. And just a little satchel, not much. She doesn't have much with her. So, it's very fleet. Mm. Jory, then. Yeah, yeah. How can I help you? I've heard you're looking for people to find things. Depends on what it is you think we're looking for. Numenera? <laughs> <sighs> yes. There is a lot yet to discover here, and we are always looking for people who have a knack for uncovering secrets. You could say I have that. I've sort of Wonderful. been, um, I sort of had to move on from the last place I was looking at. Nothing bad, don't worry, I'm, I'm not going to cause any trouble, but um, yeah, no trouble. Just, this might be a, a, a place for me to help, I guess. I continue to look around to see if anybody's following me. <laughs> you haven't seen anyone. Cool. They gaze at you for a moment. Yes, I think I think we could have a place for you. Okay. I have two others who are looking to make this place home. And I've come up with a task for them. I I don't want to say prove their worth, because I believe you are all worthy of being here, but to prove your commitment see. to this place. We will not survive without each other. If I accepted just anyone into the fold here, then we would end up with a whole lot of people expecting work to be done for them. Right. Cool. Go back to Fahura, and she will set you up with a room for the evening. Tomorrow morning, meet me back at the center structure, and... I will have a job for the three of you. I don't suppose any of those three came in um, after the last, like, 20 minutes, have they? No. Okay. They've come in over the last three days. I see. Are you expecting something? No, 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 no. I just, um, just want to look out for you. That's all. That, that's it. So I'm going to, um, I'll go, I'll go find her again. Thank you for... Uh, being willing to let me help you. <laughs> of course. Nehemiah and Smallrun, you've spent a couple days here. Um, what you've learned about Lagam is that it is, although people have told you that it's been here for a little under five years, it is still clearly being worked on and built. Population here is maybe 50 people. Not, like, calling it a village is even a stretch at this point. Um, it is clearly still growing and being developed. You've spent a little time kind of moving around. It seems that all of the structures that were here originally, that everything was built on top of, are circular in some way. Kind of all centered around this structure in, this, in the 
in the center. Not the structure is not at the exact center of all these circles, but they all are around it in some way. The structures that have been built on top of it mimic that pattern, though not necessarily exactly. There's obviously places where it deviates from that idea, but there's a lot of care that has gone into making sure that everything here is going to continue to work. You had gotten, uh, had a conversation with Eidos that same night asking you to meet them at this large structure in the morning. At first light, three of you awake and make your way to the center of the settlement. Ido stands below the structure, kind of staring up at this sphere. There is a couple of wires and devices kind of hanging down from it, and you're not quite sure if they're inspecting the additions or if they are inspecting the structure itself. But regardless, they are standing there and waiting for you. Upon hearing at least two of your footsteps, if not well, a couple of you are, are pretty sneaky now that I think about it. They turn around. Welcome. I hope that your stays here so far have been peaceful, if not enjoyable. Yeah, it's been all right. Peaceful, yes. Very peaceful. Thank you. Smallrin just kind of bows slightly. <laughs> Allow me to do some quick introductions, then. Each of you has come to me with the request of possibly staying here for a time. Nehemiah, you came first a few days ago. Smallrin, a day after that. And Jory, just yesterday. I have a job for the three of you. Mm. Something that will hopefully see how you work together, as well as see what skills you have. As I know that each and every one of us has things about us that others might find strange. So, about a month ago, there were about 20 people that happened upon, upon this place. A group of slaves escaped from a place known as the House of a Thousand Slaves in Charmin. I'm sure you've heard of it. The queen there, Armalu, keeps literally thousands of slaves. And while she is not necessarily known to be a cruel mistress, it is not a preferred lifestyle. These twenty individuals were able to escape and make their way out here. They have also been able to prove themselves as committed to this settlement and to our endeavors here and have done many things to help us out. Right. Unfortunately, their arrival did not come without complications. There's a group of bounty hunters, I've been told, have entered the area and are looking for these people. I wish for you to deal with them. I will not specify how you should do so, 
You may convince them to call off their hunt, bribe them with something that is more valuable to them than what their queen may offer, deceive them, kill them, do something to make sure that they will continue their hunt of these people no longer. Is this acceptable to you? Yeah, all right. So these bounty hunters, they're looking for the slaves, then the 20 of them that escaped. Is that right? Correct. Okay. <laughs> this, is, this is interesting. Um, uh, sure, why not? I'll, I'll do it. I'll, ugh, ugh. Yep. Now don't work. Do don't, don't you worry your head. We'll figure it out. I'm not worried. Do I sound worried? <laughs> if that is what you require to allow us to stay, then I, for one, am all for it. There is no obligation. I could in time perhaps find something else, but this seemed a suitable task. Well, be nice to have some help <laughs> for once, so hi. Hello. I'm Jory. Nehemiah. Nehemiah, and mm -hmm. you? Smallman. Ah, those are nice names. I like those names. They're good names. Yeah, Jory. Hi. Um. So, okay, just call off the dogs then. Yeah, I think we can do that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Okay. Um, what direction? Should we, should we go now? Should we walk? Should we get some drinks first? What should we do? It might be helpful to have more information. Right. Right. Well, carry on then. I'll just listen. <laughs> I inspect my fingernails. <laughs> Unfortunately, the information that I have directly is rather limited. It's possible that you might be able to talk to one of these individuals and see if you can glean anything else from them. But even they might not have a whole lot to be able to give you to work on. I can tell you this, that one of our company was out gathering some fruit from a tree to the northwest and saw these people who matched the descriptions of what these former slaves had told us. How many are we talking about? My understanding is that there were five individuals. I see. Okay. Well, if anybody's willing to talk to us, um, I guess point us in that direction and we'll get the verbalization underway if you will this group of slaves that came to you did they have a leader they did her name is iona then maybe we'll start there very well thank you for accepting the task i wish you the best and i hope you succeed thank you i really hope we do too they serenely turn again and look back up at the sphere. After a moment, you find Iona. She is a tall, spindly person, wearing just a kind of like off-white tunic, some green pants, very simple clothing. She is talking to a couple other people and looking at what seems to be maybe plans for something, 
She seems to be organizing the gathering of materials, perhaps to build something. She points to a couple things uh, on the paper in front of her, and then takes a step back, takes a puff out of a long, curved pipe in her hand. Um, she sees you approaching. I throw up an easy wave. Yes, hello. How can I help you? You Iona? Yes? We were sent to find you. I'm Jory. Uh, this is Smorin and Nemi- ne- ne- Nehemiah. Nehemiah. That's right. That's... You'll get it. Yeah, I suppose it will. Nehemiah. Can I call you Maya? Uh, Nia, if you please. Nia. Okay, all right. We'll see which pops out of my mouth sometimes. I suppose that's fair. Uh, we were sent to find you to help something about a uh, bounty. Oh. Is that the job that Edos has given you? Turns out. What do you know? About two months ago, my compatriots and I were able to escape. The House of a Thousand Slaves, no small task. Gotta say, that doesn't sound easy. It was a long time coming. And a very... It required a very keen eye. Regardless, we made our way out here. And for a good while, we thought we had come unfollowed. Turns out we were very wrong, for as we crossed over into the beyond from the Black Riage, we were attacked by five individuals who we learned very quickly were probably sent by the Queen. I don't know much else about them, but they... There were three of them that fought with close quarters. A sword, maybe, for one of them. Uh, another had had use more with Numenera than anything else. And then there were two that were using ranged weapons of some sort. Maybe crossbows or projectiles. We lost a few of our members there, but we were able to ward them off and injure them to the point that they fell back with some very careful navigation from there we made our way here to Ligar. Mm-hmm. What exactly is their goal? Is it to bring you back or is it to punish you for leaving? To bring us back is my understanding. Uh, it's an awful long way for them to go to bring y'all back. I can only imagine that they have been offered a great sum. Just seems like a large sum to offer for a couple of folk. I mean, I wreck. I mean, there's 20 of you. I get that. But still, how are they planning on getting all 20 of you back? Like, that I do not know. Hmm. You said that you lost some. Did they seem frustrated by the deaths? I don't know that frustrated would be the correct word. They were... They were more upset that we were resisting to the point that we were. I think they expected us to be an easier war. Mm. Well, I wish you have escaped in the first place, am I right? <laughs> yeah. You are not wrong. She takes another long draw from her pipe. Well, um, any tips on how to deal with them if we come across them? I'm guessing they're not the chatty sort, but... They might be. We did not have the chance to do so as they attacked us in an ambush first. Ah. Have you heard from them since you've been here? No. 
I only just heard a few days ago that they had been sighted in the air again. Hmm. Hmm. And to be what honest... Is... Yes, go on. I don't know that it's even exactly the same company. All I know is that their leader was a large, broad-shouldered individual was among their company. I don't suppose you know their name. Avalon. That's the name of the uh, the leader of the company that you fought last time? Correct. Mm-hmm. Is there a name for the company? I do not. Edos mentioned they'd been sighted in the area, but didn't say by who. Do you know who we might speak to? Oh, that was Flahura. She makes her way up to a tree she likes every couple of months. She only likes it every couple of months? What's it like the rest of the time? <laughs> I don't know why I'm putting my head in my hands. I'm usually the one that makes that joke. All right. Oh, really wow. Thank you. Well done. Shoot. <laughs> Sorry. No. Don't you no, ever apologize. You. Not for something like that. I suppose we should um, find her then, and maybe she can tell us some more about where they might be hiding or plotting or planning or whatever. Scheming, I'd reckon. Yeah, I like that. That's good. Very well. Um, gonna get back to things now, if that's okay sure. with you. Um, do you mind me asking, um, what is it that Edos has you doing here? What's your task? Me specifically, I mm. have a mind for management. I see. Mm. So I've taken on a number of projects and delegating tasks, making sure that everyone is doing the thing that they're best at, or making sure that everything is getting taken care of. Nothing gets falling through the cracks. I like that. That would sound very intimidating if it wasn't something so useful. Um, good on you. Yeah. Anybody else? Anybody? I think I think I'm good. Uh, I'm good with info here. Seems, seems pretty straightforward. Cool. <laughs> can we right. can we come find you again if we have any questions? Is that okay? That would be fine. Thank you. Awesome. Oh, well, let's go find this tree. I don't think we have well, to think... find the tree. Just Fahura. I mean, that's that's fair unless she's in it. So, but you know, okay. Well, last I saw her, she was at the bar. Well, that sounds like a great place to start. Let's go there, then. I could use a drink. Thank you so much for listening to our inaugural episode. I hope you've enjoyed the beginnings of our story. Please feel free to follow us on social media. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at Palimpsestcast. Obviously, this wouldn't be possible without the amazing players you just spent your time listening to, and if you'd like, you can keep up with all of us individually on Twitter as well. Myself at Covered and Sawdust, Chase at TQ Loudly, Rin at Rin underscore Moran, and Bridget at Really Bridget. If you like what we've put out into the universe, please take the time to subscribe to the podcast and rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, or whatever podcast service you happen to use. We would thoroughly appreciate your support. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again for the next episode of The Palimpsest. And until then, may your ciphers never malfunction. The Palimpsest is a Ghostlight Media production. 
It is produced by Zan Campbell-Johannes and Chase Greenlee and is edited by Pat Mahood. Original show theme music by Justin Longacre. This is a Ghost Like Media production.